Welcome to the Don't Call Me Midlife Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Alex. We're your coffee-addicted, wine-loving, Amazon-obsessed mom squad. Think of us as your new besties, but with a podcast. And just like you, we're navigating the Google-defined chaos of midlife while wrangling a pack of boys. But here's the twist. We're more than just moms and wives. We're on a mission to reclaim our identities beyond motherhood, and we're bringing you along for the wild ride. Now, we don't pretend to have all the answers to life's mysteries, but we're so good at learning and laughing our way through them. So whether you're sipping from your trusty Stanley, indulging in an oat milk latte from Starbucks, or raising a glass of Whispering Angel, get ready to hang with us. Together, we'll keep it real, have some laughs, and remind you that this crazy journey called life is one adventure worth sharing. Hey, Alex. Hey, Nicole, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. Been a busy week already. Always, right? Always. Girl, what's in your cup today? Oh, water. Just water. Just water. Just water. All right. It is the afternoon, so that's okay. Good. <laughs> Keep hydrating. It's five <laughs> o'clock somewhere, but yeah, it's just water. Sorry. Went, went. Totally. What's in yours? <laughs> coffee. I'm having lots of coffee. It's been a very busy day, lots of kid stuff going on. So I need some extra caffeine. I did put in some pumpkin nut pods because I do love that. So I feel like it's an afternoon treat, but I love my coffee. I drink way too much and that's okay. <laughs> Yum. They need to make a blueberry nut pod. Ooh, like a blueberry muffin would be really good. Yes. Ooh, I love yes. that. I know. Yum. So lots of caffeine. What else have you got? What else have you got going on? This week, I am preparing for a girl's trip. I am going to Vermont with some of my mom friends that I've known since my kiddos were little. And so we plan this probably, it takes probably about six months to get a date between everything. <laughs> right. And then you have to like, you know, reschedule. And do, we did have to reschedule. We yeah. didn't know if this was really going to happen. We got to do the doodle poll. And I feel like as we get older, when you have these girls trips, someone's going to miss something. We're going to miss a kid's sports thing. We're going to miss something. But I think by yes. prioritizing it, I think that is what, how these girls trips happen is by prioritizing them. And I think that's really important. And I have always done that. And as we get older, I think it's important for maintaining our relationships a little bit. And we're not running from field to field type of thing or sport to sport or activity to activity. I'm I think it's okay. I think it's okay yeah. to miss a, a game. There, mm -hmm. There's so many. I wouldn't, <laughs> like if you're, right? Yes. If your kid's going, like they play football and there's like a championship like that, I can understand not missing that. But if it's just like a, a regular Saturday, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a sport off the top of my head besides hockey. I think it's okay. And if you've got that strong connection with your kid and what's- I think it's okay too. The friendships. Listen, our husbands can handle it. Can our husbands handle it? Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? It probably takes me all week to prepare to go away, to write down the notes, to do all the work, to actually get out of the house, but that's hundred <laughs> percent worth it. I basically in my vows, when I married my husband, told him that I get at least two to three girls trips a year. And he gets that. <laughs> Amazing. He has, yeah. He's gotten that since yeah. day one. And even when, before we had kids, after we had kids, I have still uh -huh. been able to do that. Do you do a lot that's of girls great. trips? Tell me. I don't do as many as I would like. I should have written them in my vows. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about it. When I met Jerry, I had just, I don't want to say I lost my friends because I'm still friends with them, but we were all from Michigan and everybody scattered. I have one in Boston, actually. I have yeah. one in New York, a friend at the time moved to Jersey. 
And then another friend moved to Texas. So I was like the lone wolf back in Michigan and I met Jerry and he became my end all be all basically, because I'm like, okay, I have time. Do you have time? Let's let's spend time together. And then we dated and my friends were having babies and getting married. So not a lot of trips happened then. So he didn't see me like that, that getting together kind of person. And then we had kids soon after we married. And so after kids, I'm like, Hey, I want to go. And he's yeah. What about us? I'm like, we're going to go on trips too, but I'm also going to go, go with my girlfriends. But yeah, I would say about once a year, we'll go on a girl's trip, but then we'll try to have, we'll go on a trip. Like I'll go see one person, but like big group trips, I would say once a year. It does take a lot of planning. Like we said, it does take a lot of forethought, a lot of planning. You have to consider location now and budgets and it's a lot more things. We have a hard stop. My friends from college and I, we have a hard stop for birthdays and anniversaries. So we Mm -hmm. know when we're planning our girls trips that it cannot interrupt a birthday or an anniversary. And that just works for us Yeah, because there's a lot of other dates out there. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Now are all your girlfriends married? Because I do have some friends that aren't, and that's they're a lot more flexible. They are, and they travel a lot more, and they know a lot more places. So they're actually super helpful when we decide girls' trips because they've taken a lot more of those trips. Yes. Yes. For sure. I love that. I love that. Now, talking about our husbands, and I love the title of this episode is that your husband's not your everything, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that. We're talking about friendships, the importance of female friendships. And how is our, how are our husbands not our everything? What do we really mean by that, Nicole? Jerry is my, my everything. We built a life together. He's my friend. Yes. yes. We love our However, husbands. We, we adore yes. husbands. We love our husband. Yes. That's now what we're saying. We're not here to husband bash, but <laughs> I am here to say that he's not the end all be all with my relationships. Yeah. He doesn't want to hear me hash and rehash yep. and hash and rehash the yep. same conversation that I had with one friend until I beat it to the ground so I can understand what happened or totally. what if I had said this or what did she mean? That's not what he wants to be there for either. Now, I think yeah. I think it's fun in this sort of midlife as our relationships change, as they do. When, mm-hmm. when I was first married, you're a little bit more naive, right? You're like, oh, I met my best friend. He's my everything. And you do build this life yeah. together. So we absolutely love our mm-hmm. husbands. And I think it hit me of this whole topic of your husband's not your everything during COVID actually. And oh, when okay. I'm a pretty social person. And when (laughs) I was just hanging out with my husband the whole time, Uh and I really just wanted to probably rehash and hash something. And he looked at me and said, I just need you to know you need to go find your girlfriends because I can't be everything to you. He actually brought it up with me. And then I was feeling bad. Oh gosh, did I say something? Did I do something? (laughs) And I thought about this a lot, a lot. And I think it is so amazing how our relationships with our husband do grow into more. We have fun together, but there's also so much more a deeper level of respect, teamwork, because we are talking about morals and values a lot as our kids get older, right? Like the rules around our house, how we view things, the foundation of our family, which is a lot different than we're changing diapers and what time should the nap time be, right? Or what are they going to eat for lunch? 
So I think that's when definitely having these like hard parenting conversations come in is important to have those with your husband. So he's mm-hmm. our everything, right? It's just yeah. in a different way than our girlfriend's everything, right? <laughs> yeah, I can be so much more silly. I'm definitely silly with my husband, but there's like certain things that you talk about with your girlfriend that one, your husband's not going to get because no, he doesn't have those body parts. He doesn't have those issues. And yeah. And those things that are changing ever so changing. And sometimes they're funny. And sometimes you're like, Hey, is this normal? Is this skin tag over here? Normal? Is this whisker here? Like he's going to be like, I don't know. Go ask your girlfriend. He also, what Jerry loves about me is my independence. And I think if I put Mm -hmm. everything on him, he may feel suffocated. And it's good to have other people that you can lean and rely on and laugh with. And then also you bring it back to your, your relationship and you can laugh about some things with your husband. And, but yeah, no, my, my husband's not my end all be all. (laughs) <laughs> there are a lot of things, but they're not yes. our everything. So what is a, do you yeah. have a situation where, you know, something that you would talk to a girlfriend about rather than your husband or what, are, what do we think? What are, what do we talk with our girlfriends about that we may not like always bring up with our husbands or want to bring up again? I'm certainly not going to talk to my husband about him. If something's yes, bothering yes. me. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He knows when he has upset me or if he's, I don't want to say irritated. Like you, you live with somebody, you get under somebody's skin. I totally, sometimes I, I just need to say, oh my God, this X, Y, Z is happening. I just, he's sick again. Is it real? <laughs> you did call me about that. <laughs> yes. Yes. We just had some COVID shots and I felt like I was being very nurturing into a certain point in the day. And I was like, you're not sick. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go to the grocery store. You know what? Yeah. You know what I find with my girlfriends now, and you especially, is just that terms of emotional support of talking things out, right? We have to hash, and you mentioned this earlier, we have to hash and rehash. And I know I called you last week about something because I feel like women have that like initial reaction where it is a big reaction, especially if it has to do with our kiddos or maybe something to do with us personally. And sometimes our husband's not the best person to go to first, right? Because on the most part, my husband is very even keeled, right? He, Mm -hmm. and he deals with my emotional ups and downs a lot, but girlfriends are the best person to talk about something. And I know I just did this with you last week. And then, you know what? I actually need to talk about again, the same exact thing. And then, you know what? We need to talk to dissect it again, a third time, and maybe even a fourth or fifth. And there's absolutely no judgment there, right? No, I will listen to the same story a hundred <laughs> times so far. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, it's almost like a healing process too. Yes, yes. yes you're so right. You're so right. Yeah. And I find sometimes my husband tends to want to solve a problem opposed uh, to just listening where I'm just like, yeah. now he asks, do you need me to listen or do you need me to solve the problem? I think that should be also in the oh. vows actually. Yes. Like, <laughs> having that conversation, is this a listening conversation? And I just nod and listen mm-hmm. or... Do you actually need help? Because 99.9% of the time, I just need to vent it. I just need to talk about it. And then you know what? Then I'll move on. A hundred percent. Yes. I do have a friend that is like that. And she, this is a, like a, 
this is a story to support what we're saying. So it's yeah, not just me. us. Tell me. Yes. Okay, real life so story. We like those, Nicole. Yes. So my friend is a caregiver to her father and he lives with them part-time. He mm-hmm. lives close by, but he's there a lot. And she's a recent empty nester and she's taking care of her dad and her siblings aren't rising to the occasion and they mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. all close by and she has asked them for help and they say sure, but then they don't. And this also upsets her husband because he's not getting like his wife's attention. Right. Their date nights are interrupted. Their vacations are interrupted. And she is needing somebody to talk to and it's not going to be her husband and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she'll talk to me and we'll talk about it for an hour straight. And it's, and it's literally the same thing. And I'm not sitting here rolling my eyes. What can I, what, let me just give you something to do because if I tell her what to do, I don't even know what she can do. But if I told her like, Mm -hmm. Oh, just get a caregiver. Like that's not, she knows she can get a caregiver. She just needs to relieve that stress of Mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. she's going through. And what's, I feel like with our friendships now, like the, it's like the problems are so much bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like when you have little kids, little problems, big kid, big problems, like her father is really near the end of his life. And so she's dealing with guilt and then shame from the guilt and then resentment. And it's like, there are all these big things and she just needs somebody other than her husband. Because if she talks to her husband, he's going to get angry with her family. You know right. what I mean? No. Like it's complicated. Totally. I think there are more serious topics that we talk about. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we just need an empathetic friend, right? Someone Mm -hmm. just to meet us where we're at, right? So that we feel seen and heard in a different way. And all these topics that arise that I'm realizing that happen really quickly are bigger problems. Like you're saying, we're dealing with our parents getting older, right? And those are sometimes life and death situations. We're dealing with our kids' emotions. Right at the same time they're in puberty, we're going into perimenopause and menopause. Like all these issues (laughs) are, again, not (laughs) deciding what the nap time is, but these are real life problems. Mm -hmm. And what I find also, and I know you helped me do this last week when I said, you hear something about your kids, you're that mama bear, you're something about your family. And when you're actually presented this problem with your kids or your husband, I feel like we do have to remain a little bit neutral. That's every parenting book that I say, that I Mm -hmm. read. Now, I'm not a good neutral person, but if I talked about it, no, I've got emotions, (laughs) but that's not the best way to solve the problem. But if I talk about it with a girlfriend and I talk out that initial emotion, then I can present a more rational front to my child or to my husband. And I feel like that like it actually helps the problem, right? Like we're like problem solvers too, right? Yeah, we are. We're going to free therapy. We're free therapy. Yes. (laughs) Free therapy without the solutions. (laughs) Therapy without the solutions. And it's free. Yeah, I think that just helps. That helps so much to talk about these bigger issues with friends for sure. And that goes into also with our friendships right now, Nicole, is that issue of vulnerability, right? It's a new level of vulnerability, which I didn't feel that way. I don't know about you in my 20s or 30s. And being more open and talking about these big topics that that can be intense, that can be really like deep in our soul. 
Yeah. I started seeing a therapist a couple of years ago and Mm -hmm. it was like a little bit after the like height of Brene Brown and and her talks of being imperfect. I don't remember exactly what the book was, but I told my therapist, I'm like, I want to learn how to be more vulnerable. And Mm -hmm. as I started working, I started noticing like who I could share certain things with friends and not be judged and feel like it's a safe spot. And the more I leaned into that, I sometimes when you're friends with somebody, you're like, oh, I can share and tell them this and that. But like when you really lean in and then you see Mm -hmm. how they handle your heart and this information, whether they tell another friend in the group, it's just, it's an interesting time digging deeper into those friendships and seeing who's really there. And not only that, like some of the friends that you have, let's just say childhood friends, just because you've been friends with them since the age of dawn, that doesn't mean that they're like your whole friend. And I don't know about you, but I used to have certain friend groups, right? Mm -hmm. They're my going out friends. These are my study group friends. These are, I don't want, nor do I have time for five different groups. I want what? Like the whole package? Yeah. We want like mom friends that are the whole package, right? Like I definitely think uh, you're the whole package too. (laughs) Like ones that we can, like you're saying, like we can drink wine. We can go on a walk with, we can talk about our husbands. We can talk about our kids, but also sometimes I think those friendships where they know that maybe those times that I think our female friendships are so much better about reading the room. Right. Mm -hmm. And knowing what do you need? Do you need that glass of wine or do you need that walk? Or do you need just for me to listen? And we talk about real housewives, like those type of things. And we can sense that. And I know that happened with you and I in particular last week. And I'm sure people have experienced this with their friends. When Mm -hmm. you just physically see someone you're like, you know what? You seem a little bit off. And we almost yeah. need our girlfriends also to call us out. And when you did that, that made me feel so safe and so happy almost that you did that. Yeah. Cause I'm like, she sees me, she knows I need yeah. to talk something out. And I think that's how the vulnerability ties into it is to not be afraid to go deep and right. learn with those friendships And maybe all our friendships are changing, like we've experienced. And there are those people that you can go deeper. And there Mm -hmm. are people that you can. It's still okay to have those friends that you see at the PTO or have that glass of wine. Like you can't have every intense friendship, right? But those people that you can be like real and authentic with, and that we can joke about our husbands or our kids or ourselves too, right? We need to laugh at ourselves, right? 100% always, right? I'm always laughing at myself. But Yes, I agree with you. I'm not just going to have, oh, these are just my four friends and I can't make any more friends. Yes, I still have different levels of friendship, but I'm just talking about the people that come in real close. Like Mm -hmm. those are the ones that like need to have the whole package. Yes, I'll still have a friend that I'll go on a walk with and catch up because I want to be in their life. It's like those friends that they say, you know, show up in their pajamas or those friends that you don't have to clean your whole house and have it perfect. Like that is, I used to hear that and be like, who does that? But now it's like the perfect analogy. Like I was in my pajamas the other day till noon and a Mm -hmm. friend showed up just to get something and Mm -hmm. that's okay. And I think connecting on this deeper level is what is so important and what makes, I know for me, my, I value my friendship so much, what makes me whole. And I first started to realize this, Nicole, when I was talking to one of my best friends and she's one of those everything friends. And 
I was describing a situation was I was on vacation and I was feeling like my hormones were going crazy, right? I was going up and down and getting mad at my husband and my kids for like literally the littlest thing. It was almost when I'm telling the story to her and you, I was so embarrassed. I was like looking up above me and it was all that hormone up and down of those feelings. <laughs> I've been and there, she, yeah. was like, she said to me, Alex, I am so glad that you said that to me because I felt X, Y, Z. And since then, like, I'm like shouting from the rooftops, that situation. I'm sure my husband doesn't want me to do that, but it's like <laughs> okay. connecting where it's like, you do feel seen and heard on this like deeper level that I honestly didn't think it was possible. Yeah. I, I didn't either. It's, it's been a pleasant surprise starting this perimenopausal journey. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's been good. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. I, I feel like I have, I've made these deeper connections and these relationships because of this. And we can tell who's real, who's genuine, who's authentic, who wants to be our friends. And also at the same time with midlife, if you're not connecting with me in a certain way, I'm okay with that. Like we don't have to be friends with everybody. No, we're friendly. (laughs) Like we tell our kids. Lots of acquaintances. Yeah. Um, Yes. But I have definitely honed my BS radar as I've gotten older too. Mm Yeah, just a quick hi bye. How are you? That's fine. We also don't have as much yeah. time, right? We're so limited on our time. The people that I do want to spend time with, I really do want to spend time with. And I think I love that. And that's why, like, mm-hmm. going back to the girls' trip, that's why having, yeah. I literally think I may put my phone down. Not really, but I think I want to put it down and just listen and be there and have that time because that weekend will last us for a while. Yes. We'll laugh, yes. we'll cry, we'll laugh till we cry, we cry till we laugh, we'll drink lots of yes. wine type yes. of thing. <laughs> That's so funny. The, the laughing and the crying. I remember I wanted to go to see Coldplay, okay? Yeah. My husband's not a big concert person. They're like one of my favorite bands. And he's like, what are we going to do at a concert? I said, we're going <laughs> to sing out loud and we're going <laughs> to cry. He goes, you need to go with a friend. So that's another example of being like, is he your everything? So is he, oh my God, you know what? My husband, he, my love to go, yeah. he loves to go to concerts, right? He uh-huh. takes me to the, to like grateful dead knockoff ones. And I'm like, why am I here? I'm like, buddy, oh. you should be <laughs> yeah. going with your friends. Do not take yes. me. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, it is for a buddy. You are a good sport. That is I, amazing. I am a good sport. I mean, I'm a good sport about that. Okay. So right. we, we need to wrap this up a little bit. Tell me, is your husband your everything? What do you, what are you thinking about that after we're talking about this? How do you feel? Uh, no, he is my most everything. Like he's my mm-hmm. touch point. He's my rock. He's my my love, but he's not my, my bestie is like another soulmate of mine. I don't believe, I just don't believe in one soulmate. How about you? I agree. I love that way that you put it. That's like super, I I just, I think that's pretty beautiful. You can Mm -hmm. have more than one soulmate. You can have more and that's okay. You can have, and a lot of times our friendships will change. And I love like our husbands are our rocks, right? Like they're not going anywhere. They're not allowed, but you can have, even when some of our friendships change and we know they Mm -hmm. do change, there is some stuff that goes on. Our husbands, no matter what, it's nice to have that partner that is there for the no BS at the same time, where like my husband is so practical. He gives such good advice. He listens to my crazy talk. And just to have that person sometimes that you don't need to have all those emotions with on a daily basis. Exactly. Yes. You know what you're going to get with our husbands. We never know what we're going to get with us. So Nicole, what time is it? It's my favorite time. It (laughs) is unsolicited advice time. I think my 
advice to midlife ladies out there would be vulnerable. That was something that I was really scared of. And it took me a long time, especially with my health journey, with who I am as a person. And I think in the sense of know that no one is perfect. We're all striving. We're perfectly Mm -hmm. imperfect, right? And when you actually open yourself to be vulnerable, it's amazing what comes back with your, whether it's with your girlfriends or anyone, um, even your kids, I would think, because everyone feels right. And every, nothing is ever perfect. It may look perfect on Instagram, but you know what? It's never, it doesn't even mean that's perfect. It's just being vulnerable to who you are, how you're feeling, um, Mm -hmm. and knowing that you're not alone. So I love that with female friendships, being true to yourself. Okay. So that is, that's mine. What about you? Tell us some of your unsolicited advice. My unsolicited advice is just going to be real short and sweet. Yeah. Go on the girls trip, just go put it in the planner, start a group chat, at least start talking about it with your friend, friend, friends, just put it out there. Just do it. We, we want to motivate you to take yeah. a girl's trip. Right. And cause yes. there's always those moms that like didn't leave their kids for years and years. You know what? Don't feel guilty. You're going to come back. You're going to come back stronger. You're going to come back like with gusto. Like you did not think yeah. you have contact your girlfriends. We're telling you, text your girlfriends right now, set up a doodle poll, get that trip. I don't care if it is going to a hotel in your city. I don't care where it is. It does not have to be fancy anymore. We don't care. We just need to be together. We just need cocktails and we will be good. Amazing. And that's a wrap for today's episode of don't call me midlife. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Absolutely. Your support means the world to us. If you're just waiting in the carpool line, don't forget to follow the show. And if you're feeling extra spicy today, leave us a rating and review. Before we part ways, we've got a special invitation for you. Join our newsletter to stay in the loop with all things midlife magic, bonus content, and more. Head on over to the show notes for how to sign up. We can't wait to keep the conversation going. And of course, remember, in the whirlwind of life and motherhood, don't forget to fill up your own cup first. You're extraordinary and your journey is worth every moment. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.